0: Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I wanna introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor, tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Welcome to Doula Tips and Tits. This podcast is a place where we answer one question about doula work both to support you and to help you support your clients. I'm Kaylee Harad. I've been supporting families in this perinatal space since my oldest was born, 12, nearly 13 years ago. I am a birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, La Leche League leader, and a doula coach. I love guiding and supporting doulas as they work out their doula business. It is a tremendous joy to be trusted in this way. Thank you for joining us on this journey. This is the first episode in the small series that I am calling point of view and then whatever topic it is. So in this series, we're going to cover how I kind of give a spiel about a few different topics to my clients, to my classes, so that you have some context for how I answer some of those questions. So the topics that we're going to cover are cord clamping, delayed bathing, first latch, placenta delivery, and eating while in labor. So we're going to have this five series um, or five episode series. Today, we're starting with um, cord clamping. And so we'll kind of start there and then work through these. These will probably be slightly shorter episodes than usual. Um, They're the first episodes that don't really have a question. (laughs) So I'm testing this out, putting a title that's just like a plain old title, crazy times. So um, my thought in this is that I want you to have kind of a short and sweet, um, something to come back to so that if you're teaching about this, you can like listen it over real quick or you can also use this as a jumping ground for you sort of figuring out your own um, thoughts and teaching style on these topics, okay? So, the first one we're going to dive into today is cord clamping. So, point of view, what is delayed cord clamping? That's still a question. Maybe I need to change that, <laughs> but that's okay. Questions are allowed. So... um When I have someone ask me this in like a childbirth ed class, I bring up two different things. One is the research on delayed cord clamping is really worldwide. And so when we think about the delayed cord clamping benefits, um, a good place to find those are like the World Health Organization, like really like worldwide health resources, right? It's well known that a baby that receives all of the blood from their cord is benefited in the same way that we would think a person is benefited when they have all of their blood volume. The reason that is, is that a baby's blood volume at any given time in the womb is one third in the placenta and two thirds in the baby. So at the time of birth, some babies, their cord is almost done pulsing and their placenta is about to come and all of that's like nearly finished. Other babies, their cord is going to pulse for 10 to 15 minutes, depending on how quickly they came, depending on how quickly their placenta is coming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So part of what we um, do in the U.S. that is problematic to the research on delayed cord clamping is that we define delayed cord clamping as a 60-second policy in most hospitals. Now, um, what we know about the research is that it actually isn't about just letting it pulse for 60 seconds, but actually letting it pulse until it's finished pulsing. There are some NICU doctors that I'm well aware of that um, are working to kind of campaign for at least 20, I mean at least two minutes, so at least 120 seconds of clamping or of pulsing before clamping because of the benefit that they see in their kind of most vulnerable population and um, the way that it can be really helpful to them in transition. Part of what I think is tricky is that the phrase delayed cord clamping is what the 60 second policy is called. And so if someone reads the like worldwide research on, on letting a baby get all of their cord blood and then calls it delayed cord clamping in the US, most hospital systems are going to then assume you want a 60 second wait on clamping and cutting the cord. So what I like to talk to clients about is if they're wanting the cord to really finish pulsing before it's clamped and cut, and they're in a hospital setting, then saying that a little bit more explicitly on the birth plan. So something like allow the cord to stop pulsing before it's clamped, or allow the cord to turn white before it's clamped. The other thing that's really important is to have a conversation with the provider about what their normal um kind of cord clamping process is. Because I know some hospital providers that don't clamp at 60 seconds if the cord is not done pulsing. So then for that provider, you don't need that on your birth plan because that's what they already do, right? But For providers who don't do that, if that's what your desire is, you are going to need to have that on a birth plan. Um, Typically, out-of-hospital birth usually does follow a little bit more of just like watching the cord, see if it stops pulsing and leaving it attached until the placenta is born, etc., etc. But not always, so it's helpful just to make sure, confirm that that's your um, out-of-hospital provider's typical Um, way of handling the cord clamping. Of course, in a scenario where there's an emergency and a baby's cord needs to be clamped and cut a little bit faster, no provider is defaulting to your preference over saving lives. And so in that scenario, they are going to clamp and cut the cord faster because a baby needs it, right? The other one little asterisk that I'll add to this particular episode is that if people plan to do cord blood banking They cannot let the cord completely finish pulsing because they need some of that cord blood for the banking process. What I have typically seen is that a cord then is allowed to finish pulsing for only about 30 seconds, sometimes 45 seconds, and then the cord blood collection is taken for the cord blood banking itself. So that is one time where you can't have both. If you're wanting to do the cord blood banking, you can't also let the cord completely finish pulsing into this baby because then there's no cord blood to bank. Okay. So those are two things that I think are just important to know so that you are kind of guiding your clients, um, accurately. So, okay. So the next one that we're going to dive into, not today, but in the next episode is delayed bathing, what the benefits are of that, what that means, what some people talk about when they talk about it. Um, And I'm hoping that these little short episodes are super helpful to you. If you have follow-up questions from them, like always, please do hop over to Instagram and connect with me there. The show notes have my Instagram. It's at Haradula. And so you can really easily jump over and send me a DM and I would be more than happy to chat with you. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the doula tips and tits podcast. If you learned something today or had an aha moment, we'd love for you to share that on Instagram and tag us at Harad doula so we can celebrate alongside you. If you found this podcast helpful, we would so appreciate you taking a second to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps other doulas find us as we do this work together. This podcast is intended as educational and entertainment. It is not medical advice or business advice. Please consult your own medical or legal team for your own needs around your health and your business. We'll see you again soon.